This is the Moshpit Backstage Podcast for punk, metal and rock interviews and segments. The Swedish Riffmasters Grand Magus are back. The new album, Sword Songs, is out shortly, and I have their frontman and guitarist, JB, on the line. How are you going, JB? Very good. Um, overlooking a beautiful lake, and the sun is shining, and I see a couple of interesting birds as well. Oh, so where are we calling you from? Uh, once with. I'm calling you from uh, Gustavsberg, uh, outside of Stockholm, close to the sea. Oh, lovely. So, you've got a new album out on 13th of May called Sword Song. So, what has changed since the previous album in terms of the sound or the way you, the way you ran things? Well, one big difference from the last album is that uh, this one was mixed by, um, not by our producer, but by uh, another guy called Roberto Loggi, who's also done, he's done a lot of stuff, but he's... Um, it's mixed in flames, for instance, and produced in flames as well, uh, and uh, a lot of other bands. And uh, <clears throat> I think that there's definitely a difference in the in the actual sound of the record. Uh, and also, when we started working on this one, we wanted it to be a bit faster and a bit more aggressive than Triumph and Power. Triumph and Power, the, the previous album, was like very uh, regal I think <laughs> and majestic but maybe um, uh, you know for me at least lacking a bit in the aggressive department so this one is a bit more aggressive now on the previous album you stressed the importance of the drum sound in metal rather than to say like a thick guitar sound so uh, you using that same idea for, for this album yeah, definitely. Uh, that was also one of the reasons why we uh, uh, employed uh, Roberto, because uh, he also recorded the drums, and he's a really good uh, drum engineer. Um, and I think, I mean, the drums are pretty prominent on this uh, album, I, I guess even more than on Triumph of Power, so we're definitely sticking to that idea. You've got two singles. You've got two singles out before the albums out. Uh, so you've got Forged and Iron Crown and Steel. Is that? Would you say? Is that almost like the title track in a way? Because you know it's called Sword Songs. Yeah, um, I guess you could say that. I, I guess you could also say that it's a bit of a centerpiece of the album that track because it's there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, it's got a some really epic parts in it and it's got some really heavy parts in it and it's also got some um, fast stuff in it so um, yeah I think it you could call it like the centerpiece of the album without exaggerating I think and uh, sorry am I saying that the, the new one Ver- Varangian how do you say that <laughs> yeah Varangian yeah that's right yep what can you tell us about one that's the uh, other new one that you've released as a single um, yeah, Varangian is uh, a very um, catchy heavy metal song, um, and it's 
it's uh, inspired by uh, uh, something called the Varangian Guard, which was in the Byzantine Empire a uh, long time ago. Uh, the emperors there used to employ Scandinavian Vikings to act as a like a, a royal guard. So it's inspired by those uh, historical events. Now, uh, I, I've been uh, looking over the internet, and I'm not sure... Has Grand Magus ever toured Australia? Because I can't find any uh, records of shows. No, we haven't. Never. Really? How come? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, um, I guess there are not that many bands who are fortunate enough to to have done that, because obviously it's quite a quite a distance from Sweden where we are. Uh, but I, you know, I know a lot of other bands who've been to Australia. They've been, you know, over the moon with, you know, the crowd and, you know, the country as a whole, and also that, you know, they always say that, you know, these people are true metal fans. You know, it's not, it's not a hipster thing or anything like this. It's, it's, it's the proper, proper thing. But I mean, it's a huge undertaking. Uh, for a band from Sweden to go to Australia, and it's just never happened for us yet. So hopefully we can come soon. Maybe this tour, your this pop, this coming tour, you're going to push that. Well, I mean, we've always tried to push wherever, uh, but things. I mean, it's not like you can just decide to do something. There are many factors involved, um, and for us, what we do. If we do it, it needs to make sense, and it needs to be in a way that is proper, you know, for for the people who can watch us. So, but you know, we're working on it, and uh, I, you know, we would definitely love to come to Australia. I mean, it would be an adventure just to to go there, you know. Of course. So, obviously, for when you eventually do make it to our shores. Uh, whether that's in a year or maybe five years or longer down the track, what what do you think Australian fans should expect from a Grand Magus show? I think uh, I think uh, the Aussies that have picked up on us know exactly what they're going to get. Um, they're going to get what they're hoping for. That's that's all I can say. I've been looking through the countries you've been to, and uh, maybe this is wrong too, but you haven't been to United States for touring as well. Is that right? That's right. Really? Much for the same, yeah, much for the same reasons, you know. I think, uh, I mean, we've been around for a long, long time, and we've done a lot of records, but at the same time, you know, we're not a full-time band, um, and we're not a a huge band when it comes to organization and uh, finance and everything like that, so... Uh, you know, it's it's a good thing that people have the impression that we are bigger than we are, if you know what I mean. But I mean, uh, touring is, um, uh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that you need to think through before you do anything, and uh, I guess we've made some. Uh, you know, we've uh, had our priorities in other things, really. Uh, you guys have been around for quite a while, since the uh, early 2000s, I think. So, but coming to today, what what are uh, heavy metal bands, contemporary metal bands today, are you into and that you would recommend for our listeners? Contemporary bands, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of great bands, obviously, that I've kept going for a long time. And 
still are relevant, um, but maybe I don't need to mention those. I mean, a band like Saxon, for instance, they still make great records and they're an awesome live band. But I guess everyone's heard about Saxon. But uh, I can mention there's one band, actually a Swedish band, who, who they they play proper heavy metal and they've also been around for I think definitely as long as we have. But they're called Wolf and. Uh, I just feel that they're uh, sadly underrated because uh, I think they're, they're one of the best real metal bands um, around, really. So I'd like to push for them. Yeah, so um, you are, of course, from Sweden, a Scandinavia, Scandinavian country. And I've noticed as I've been doing much of it that we get a lot of emails and uh, music from Scandinavian countries like Sweden and Norway and all that, you know, despite the fact that uh, the population isn't you know, too big. So what, what what's it about the Scandinavian you know metal scene that's you know just so huge you know um, which you wouldn't expect from their red, relatively small population? I think I think actually one of the big reasons is that when when hard rock started and now we're talking about the um, end of the sixties like sixty nine early seventies it somehow got a, a really strong foothold in uh, in uh, Scandinavia and especially in Sweden. You know, uh, Jimi Hendrix spent a lot of time in Sweden of all places and, you know, Led Zeppelin did their first tour in Sweden as the New Yardbirds. Uh, Black Sabbath came to Sweden. Deep Purple spent a lot of time in Sweden. And I think that really rubbed off and at the same time, Sweden was very successful with ABBA and stuff internationally, which meant that yeah, but it, it kind of, I think it kind of resonated and also taught people here that we are pretty good at adapting uh, and interpreting outside influences and make them, you know, interesting for a, a very big international crowd. So I think that's really, uh, that's really one important historical reason why it became like this. Are you into, um, I guess, the, the really, really heavy things that Scandinavia is known for, the, the black metal and the death metal? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I, 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 you know, I've listened as much to that as I have to, to uh, the classic metal stuff. I mean, when the, when the Stockholm scene exploded with, uh, you know, Entombed and Dismember and Unleashed and Grave and those bands Grave were from Gotland even, but they had the Stockholm sound. Uh, I was really into that. And then a couple of years later, uh, you know, the Norwegians exploded with their scene with obviously Dark Throne and, uh, you know, uh, Immortal and, uh, yeah, Gorgoroth and all this. So I was I was really into the Norwegian black metal stuff and also the Swedish black metal stuff like Marduk and, uh, uh, you know, the early Dark Funeral stuff and things like that and Dissection. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think you'd have to find, there are a lot of, uh, like, AOR-type uh, metal musicians in, in Sweden as well, and I guess they've never listened to that type of stuff that I just mentioned. But if if you're the type of metal musician who wears a leather vest with patches and stuff, you've definitely been into the black metal, death metal thing as well. Uh, did you come up with the idea for the artwork uh, with the eagle holding this? I think that's an eagle holding the sword. Yeah, um, the 
the the guy who did it is called Anthony Roberts, and he also did the cover for our last album, Triumph of Power. And uh, I, you know, I love his style, and um, I had the idea with the eagle holding a sword, um, and that's just what what he did. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, JB, so after this, uh, I guess after you finish touring the album, are you just going to go straight into another Grand Magus album, or are there, will there be other projects that you're going to work on? Uh, no other pro- projects. I mean, this band is, is uh, it's my heart and soul, so this is what I do. Um, but I mean, like we've talked about, there are a lot of stuff that we um, should explore when it comes to touring, uh, and uh, maybe we will take a little more time before we do our next record and focus on that instead. Grand Magus, uh, hopefully we'll be touring Australia, well, one day, we hope so. The new album Sword Songs is out May the 13th. Uh, thanks so much, JB, for talking to Mosh Pit today. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Mosh Pit Backstage Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Omni. To find out more about the show, go to www.syn.org.au slash moshpit. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash moshpitonsin and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at moshpitsin. The regular Moshpit radio show broadcasts punk, rock and male tunes and interviews every Thursday nights on Sin 9.7 on FM and digital radios. Listeners outside of Melbourne, Australia can stream Sin 9.7 online at www.syn.org.au. Thanks to Vintage Ruin for the music. Hi, this is Tomato from Flashgun Apocalypse. Hi, I'm Enid from Girls School. I am Phoebe Pinnock from Heaven the Axe. Hey, this is Gary Oldman of the Misfits. Hey, this is Kat Sproul from Horizon's Edge, and you're listening to The Mosfit on Sin FM. Hi, this is Aina from Leopard. Hi, I'm Virginia Lilly from the band Lilly. This is Ron from 1449. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ali from Eberhead. Hey everybody, this is Charlie Benante with Anthrax, and you are listening to the Mosh Pit on Tips.